Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 52, recorded July 24th, 2022. Woohoo! Hello, hello, hello! Yeah, so, uh, welcome to another episode of American Nightmare Podcast. This is very exciting because this week there are so many things coming out. It is San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. And so many things have gotten announced. It's pretty awesome. So we got a bunch of news to talk about. A lot of it coming out. Yeah, I saw the the, uh, Marvel lineup uh, got released. Yeah, very exciting. That's a bit of a ride for Sal. No, that's a bit of a ride for you, Sal, right? Is it? Uh, yeah, it is a bit of a ride south. I didn't get tickets this year. You know, it's one of those things where you got to go into a virtual queue and there's only a limited number ah. of tickets, blah, 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 blah. So, That's uh, enough. You this is the first year it came back. So this is the first year I was close enough to it to be able to, to go to it, but I didn't get a ticket. So I'm going to try again next year. We'll see what happens. That's cool. All right. Let's start with some new horror news we got coming from San Diego Comic-Con, the new Netflix Sandman series has a new trailer, and I posted it on our Facebook feed this afternoon, and it oh, looks it fucking amazing. I cannot wait. Marvel Sandman. Yet. What was that? Marvel Sandman? No. no, this is Sandman from Dark Horse DC Comics. Gotcha. Uh, Sandman series from the 90s. This is the Neil Gaiman series uh, graphic mm-hmm. novel. Uh, it's good stuff. Fantastic stuff. I love this storyline, and it looks, to me, at least from the trailers... It's beautiful looking. It looks like they're sticking pretty darn close to the storyline in the graphic Sweet. novel, which is nice. Sweet. Uh, yeah, let's see. Also released this weekend, San Diego Comic-Con is the first trailer for AMC's Anne Rice's interview with a vampire. So this is the series we talked about about two months ago where AMC picked up the licensing for Anne Rice, uh, in, uh, the Vampire Chronicles storylines. And they're starting off with the interview with the vampire as an eight-hour miniseries, eight one-hour episodes. Uh, And the first trailer looks great because it looks like they're actually sticking to the novel instead of doing the bullshit with uh, Brad Pitt and... uh, and, uh, Is that uh, the the AMC that you got to pay for, though? Yes, AMC Plus. Damn it. Damn it. But... Maybe, just maybe, it'll come to Shudder eventually, because Shudder is AMC, right? Aren't they the same company? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, maybe, maybe after the initial... I'll have my fingers initial... crossed. Yeah, because I don't feel like spending more money for another streaming service. Dude, and that's the thing. There's so many things that got announced that are exclusive to streaming services. It's like, it's, it's going to be worse than the cable industry was in the past, because we're all going to yep. sign up for a thousand different streaming services and all get screwed. It's so like it's when you make a wish to a genie and they and they grant you your wish, but they fuck you over <laughs> with your wish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you don't want to pay all that money for cable anymore. You you just want to pay for the stuff you want to see. Great, we'll work. We'll, we'll do that for you. Yeah, but you'll be paying Eight for bucks fifty here, different five services. Bucks th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. A bunch of bullshit. Oh uh, well. Uh, yeah, so it looks pretty good. It's a modern. Uh, unforgettable retelling of Anne Rice's best-selling novel, Interview with a Vampire, starring John Jacob Anderson from Game of Thrones and Sam Reed from The News Reader, uh, Bailey Bass from Avatar, The Way of the, Wa- uh, the, Way of the Water, and uh, Eric Bogosian from Succession. 
uh, premieres October 2nd on AMC and AMC Plus streaming service. Just uh, in time for Halloween. Yep, a brief summary. Born in the 18th century, Lord Louis is now a bicentennial vampire, telling the story of an eager bi- to an eager biographer. Suicidal, after the death of his family, he meets Lestat, the vampire who persuades him to choose immortality over death and become his companion. Eventually, gentle Louis resolves to leave his violent maker, but Lestat guilts him into staying and turning a young girl whose addition to the family breeds even more conflict. Sounds about right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, also announced this weekend, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, the first trailer and a special fan event happening September 19th, 20th, and 21st. A three-night special fan premiere at Fathom Events in theaters near you. Jeepers Creepers Reborn uh, unfolds as the Horror Hound Festival holds its first ever in Louisiana, where it attracts hundreds of geeks, freaks, and diehard horror fans from far and wide. Among them is a fanboy, Chase, and his girlfriend, Lane, who are visiting uh, who are visiting the festival and for its all kinds of first-time horror events. But the event approaches, Lane begins to experience unexplained phenomenons, disturbing visions associated with the town's past. In particular, a local legend, urban myth of the Creeper. As the festival arrives, the blood-soaked entertainment builds a frenzy. Lane believes that something unearthly has been summoned and that she is at the center of it. I uh, I don't think I've ever seen any but the original, like the first Jeepers Creepers. I've never watched any of the sequels. I like the first one. Uh, the second one wasn't so bad. The third one was not so great. And the trailer for this one at least looks like it could be something, a new twist, something interesting. Yeah, you shared that on the Facebook page, didn't you? Yep. I, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. I just saw that like about half hour before the show started. Yep. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll give it, we'll give it a try. Yeah. As long as it's on Netflix or something, I'll watch it there. Shutter. Yeah, or Shutter. yeah. Prime, um, Hulu. Yeah. Rob Zombie's <laughs> The Monst- the Monsters will premiere on Netflix this September. Uh a lot of fans were kind of freaking out. Why is it going to be on Netflix and not in theaters? But Rob Zombie came on to Instagram on Wednesday. I saw that, yeah. And basically said, hey, listen, it was always intended for Netflix. This isn't my movie. This is Paramount's movie. I was picked as the director, period. I think it looks actually like it's trippy. Like, it, like it looks yeah, fun. It looks like, totally different. Yeah, it's like... I, I think it, 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 it looks like it kind of goes with the general theme of the original, just like... And I think it looks like they tried to make it look like it was in Technicolor, like when they used to like yeah. take black and white yeah. stuff and then like color it. Yeah, it's like yeah. over the top color. Yeah, that's what it kind of get that vibe it gave me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it reminds me of the monsters, like because that was corny. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, yeah, it, was it was, it was very dumb. campy, very campy. Yeah, it, it was yep. dumb, funny, and and kind of corny. Yeah, I, it reminded me of the monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna give, the I'll give it a chance. And, laughing in the background. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the canned laughter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a shot, it, especially since it's on Netflix. Yeah. You know, like. What's the uh, release date on that? Yeah. That is going to be this September on uh, Netflix. Okay. Um, new Halloween Ends trailer has been posted. Uh, that will be in theaters October 14th. You know, hey, the second movie wasn't that fucking great, but. 
<laughs> Not that fucking uh, great. The, the yeah. fact that I watched the second movie all the way through, I guess I'm going to watch the third one too just to see the closure of the story. Yep. I don't know. I'm going to wait for you guys to tell me whether it's worth it to watch it or not. I don't think I'm going to. Yeah. I won't pay money to see it. Let's no, just say I waited that. until it came on HBO. That's how long I I waited. bought Peacock Plus or whatever the hell it was called for like five, six bucks. And yes, it was only six bucks and you, you get all kinds of other shit. Wasn't worth it. Wasn't <laughs> worth the six bucks. Wasn't worth that one month of Peacock Plus. No. Um, just some notes on that film. It says, after 45 years, the most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off for the first time against the embodiment of evil, Michael Myers, in a final confrontation unlike any captured on screen before. Only one of them will survive. Epic? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe their definition of epic and mine differ. I could be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like... Well, like I said, I, I've invested enough time already on, I got on the you, first I got two you. movies. A lifetime, a lifetime, right? Well, of Halloween yeah. movies, but then of, of this remake, you know, being impressed with the first one and being, you know, disappointed with the second one, you know, I might as well go for the third. What the hell? Yeah, like I said, I'll wait for it to be free to watch it if I if yeah. I bring myself to watch it. Yeah. Um, Terrifier Two is making a world premiere at Fright Fest in the UK. Here's the bad news, and along with the good news, the good news is it's finally coming out. It's going to be prepare, uh, 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 appearing um, Thursday, August twenty fifth through Monday the 29th at the uh, at the UK Fright Fest. However. It's been picked up by Screambox, which is another fucking streaming service for horror oh, films. Oh, man. And it's going to be exclusive a... to Screambox. Oh, yes. you're killing me. Yes. Uh, I don't know how uh, long it's going to be exclusive there, but like, I'm, God damn it. $4.99 a month? Come on, man. I may have to do it. I may have to, I may have to do it just for Just to watch that yeah. movie. Yeah. The new poster looks fucking amazing. I put, uh, I'll put they, the link in the storyline. They might have a free trial too, maybe right? They might have a. It doesn't look like it. It looks like uh, it's a no ads month to month streaming service, four ninety five a month, or you can get three months for eleven ninety nine, or you can get the full year for thirty nine ninety five. Uh, it looks no. It looks like if you sign up, you can get thirty days free. Oh, all right then. Okay, <laughs> there so, you go. There you go. Oh, but uh, you have to sign up though. You have to. They give you 30 days, probably. Yeah, it says sign up and get 30 days free right now. Let me click on the link and see what it says. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it just well, says... I don't know if you guys if you guys saw that uh, trailer that I posted a couple days ago, uh, all jacked up and full of worms. Did either of you watch it? No. The trailer, so yes. It, yes, it, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That looks trippy as hell, that yeah. movie. And that's actually a Screenbox exclusive, too. Correct, so, it is. Correct, it is. So yeah. now I'm like, okay, well, there's two movies now that I want to watch on Screenbox. So <laughs> I'll... I'll probably end up getting it. Four ninety nine to watch two movies. That's kind of a good deal. That's not bad. I guess it's not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say when it's going to premiere on on Screenbox, but it will premiere at Fright Fest in the UK. And I bet you it comes out like in October. I would think it probably makes makes sense. October September time frame, sure. Yeah, the first movie was during Halloween, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a new trailer for They Slash Them, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, is now streaming on Peacock on August 5th. 
new trailer that's a longer, more in-depth, gives you a better idea of what the camp is about. It's a group of LGBTQ campers arriving at Whistler Camp, a convention run by Owen Whistler, played by Kevin Bacon. They are promised a new sense of freedom by the end of the week. And the counselors <laughs> attempt to psychologically break down each of the campers and a mysterious killer starts claiming victims one by one. They must reclaim their power if they are going to survive the horrors of the camp. Written and directed by Academy Award nominee John Logan and produced by Jason Blum, uh, they, them, they Slash Them is an empowering slasher film starring an ensemble cast, uh, uh, and it will be the premiering on Peacock streaming service August 5th. God damn well, it. This is the pay for Peacocks. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's a good movie. I'm not, it's not the trailer actually looks buy. good. Trailer yeah, looks really I, good. Uh, can't do it. Can't do it. Um, Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt Russell are joining Apple TV Plus for a new series called Godzilla and the Titans. Uh, oh. You'll remember um, his son Wyatt Russell. He starred in Overlord, which we loved. We did a review of that years ago. Yeah, and he's yeah, also he's also the in Captain America Winter Soldier. He was the replacement Captain America. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah. The the, the, the douchebag Captain America. Yes, the one that yeah. killed someone with the shield. That is uh, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is Wyatt Russell. So he is oh, now nice. starring with he's his father Kurt. Yep, with his father Kurt Russell in a new uh, Godzilla Universe series called Godzilla and the Titans. And what's that on? That is on Apple TV Plus, which is included. You know, if you buy an iPhone, which you don't have one, if you had an iPhone, all that shit comes with it. <laughs> all right, more from San Diego Comic Con. Marvel has announced that the Blade reboot will start filming October and be available nice. November 3rd, 2023. Wow, that's not too bad. Yep. This is Mahershala Ali, award, Oscar award-winning Mahershala Ali, taking on the role as the vampire-slaying uh, comic book character for this new film. I'm very excited for it. We did get a glimpse of his voice at the end of Eternals, but we have yet to see him as the character. I cannot wait. Do we have any any idea yet of what uh, what what the the plot or who the, nope. the you know the villain's gonna be? No. Uh, Dracula. The rumor is Dracula will be in it. Uh, as part of that rumor, uh, the gentleman that plays Homelander... Oh, that's right. Homelander, that's yep. right. I, I remember. We just talked about yep. that. The gentleman that plays Homelander will be playing Dracula, according to rumors. That has sweet. been that has not been confirmed by Marvel yet. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be seeing stuff soon, because they have... Marvel has released their entire Phase 5 slate, and they've also shown three movies for Phase 6. We expect that the rest of Phase 6 will be filled in at D23 this fall. Um, San Diego Comic-Con, once again, Disney Plus gets an all-new title and logo for the Agatha Harkness spinoff series, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. That should be fun. Yeah, according to Disney, this uh, comedy horror will be uh, released in the winter of 2023. No official date announced yet, but it's expected to be a dark comedy horror. So winter of 2023, are we talking like... January, February, or are you talking like November, December? We're talking, uh, um, we're talking the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. Oh, so, sweet. So that would nice. be January, February of 2023. Yeah. All right, that's so that's not too far off. Nice. Yeah. That is that that it falls into the um, 
the end of the slate of um, uh, Phase 5. I haven't started watching Miss Marvel at all. Have you watched it? Yep, loved it. Loved it. it. Is the, it good? The last episode was fucking phenomenal, especially what they kick right. off at the end. Okay. It's well, amazing. Uh, all right. Maybe tonight after we're done this, I'll start, I'll, I'll start watching that. It's a very emotional series. It's very heartwarming. It's just fantastic. I love the way okay. that, that Disney is fully embracing other cultures and integrating that into their storylines. I just love it. Very good. Very well done. Nice. I don't know much about Miss Marvel, so that's she's uh, a one fairly of the new I character. Haven't. And there's a, here's a well, we'll talk about it off of this podcast because it's not really hard, okay. But it's some great <laughs> okay, stuff okay. that came out of that show. All right, all right. Um, A24's and Alex Garland's Men movie is now coming to digital and Blu-ray this August. Sweet, can't um, wait to watch that. So you'll be able to buy it on your digital services, but I'm sure within a month or two after that, probably. September, October, you'll be able to get that probably as a rental. Is Craig frozen? Craig looks frozen. No, he's just sitting no. still. Um, Fright Night Limited Edition 4K Ultra High Definition Steelbook will arrive in stores October 4th, 2022. According to the Daily Dead, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment is bringing the original Fright Night to 4K. And it's going to be nice. packed with a bunch of new features. Very excited for that. Fright Night, as you know, one of my favorite top five oh, yeah. horror uh, uh, vampire movies of all time uh, is finally coming. It's original cast, original thing coming to 4K. And some of the great nice. new features on it is they scanned it from an original 35 millimeter negative to take it into 4K resolution, which will also include Dolby Atmos audio. So if you've got a good nice. audio system, it's going to be sweet. Uh, they're also going to include some deleted scenes, some deleted scene storyboards. There's going to be um, commentary by the writer-director Tom Holland and Chris Saradon. Uh, there's also going to be some. Um, uh, there's going to be like the story behind uh, Fright Night. It's a short documentary called "You're So Cool, Brewster." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then a little little extra stuff like theatrical trailers that were released during the time of that. And a 35, 35th an anniversary script reading by the cast, uh, which should be fun. Nice. Um, next we have, I don't know, we talked about this before, and I didn't have any solid information about it, but remember, we talked about the history of Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn has been remade how many times? Yeah. Okay. Right, like I think like seven or eight. All right, so guess what? Children of the Corn has another remake set for fall of 2022. Yes, that's right. According to Anvil Entertainment, I will post the link to that, Anvil Entertainment has a whole synopsis of what's coming out along with some still photos from the pending release. Uh, and the story behind it, they say there's a smart teenager finds herself trapped in a horrific plot by, quote, Eden and a group of young children to murder all of the adults in the town to help heal the corn, quote, unquote. Uh, that sounds so, kind of good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this shit has been rebooted so many times. Like, <laughs> I know. And, it, and every time it gets rebooted, it strays further and further from the novel. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. uh, we'll see what happens with this one. Original one was good. It was okay. It was. Okay. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it, wasn't. it wasn't great for if you like. If you really love the book, you're gonna see the movie and go, "What? What is happening here?" Uh, but yeah, it, I didn't it was know good. the book, so 
And I haven't I rewatched it, so it's probably yeah, it's probably dated. And, yeah, it is uh, a little yes, bit, it but it's still good. Some of them don't good. hold up. Some some of them don't hold up. I think it still captures that essence of dread and suspense that was in the original. It's still there. I think the corn was creepy. It's like yeah. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. I remember, you know, as a kid, that was like just the creepiest movie ever. And I rewatched it. It's not. not. <laughs> now you're watching it. You're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but then again, we were little kids back then, you know? Yeah. No, I know. Yep. Uh, Paramount sets A Quiet Place Day One. The prequel for A Quiet Place series will release in 2024. Uh, is John Krasinski involved in that one? He is going to be an executive producer. He's no longer directing. So The Quiet Place Day One, which was previously untitled, was supposed to hit theaters in March 2024. So they're sticking to that date, but they uh, say that they're looking at it to be released September 22nd, 2023. Uh, Michael Bay, Andrew Form, Brad Fuller, and John Krasinski serve as producers on the film, while Allison Seeger serves as executive producer uh, the plot details of the sequel remain under wraps, so there's no deals on that yet. But the newly announced title suggests that the prequel of sorts of this post-apocalyptic series. So, yes, uh, Quiet Place Day One. I'm assuming that's the day of the alien invasion. Maybe we'll learn why the fuck the aliens are there or how it all happened. That <coughs> sounds interesting. Yes. Um... Early screeners of The Prey, the new uh, um, Predator movie that's going to be debuting in a week or two in on Hulu, are saying it is the best Predator movie since the original. Fans have seen the screening, are saying this movie is worth every second of it. All right. Okay. Um. Hey, the trailer looked pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited. It, it did. It did look good. I just am hesitant sometimes to buy into the the, the fans. Fandom, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got another one. One more news story here. We got Ghoulies and Ghoulies Two are coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, sweet! Yes, Umbrella Entertainment is releasing a Blu-ray collector's edition of Ghoulies One and Two, which will have. Unfortunately, here's the bad. Here's the bad news of it all, as the original 35 millimeter prints of this film have been destroyed. Oh. So they had to use cuts and footage taken from archival VHS recordings. There will also be multiple cuts of the first film. There's going to be an hour and 57-minute cut and a two-hour and 21-second cut, uh, two separate editions. Mm. Um, there's also going to be a special audio-only interview with the producer, Jeffrey Leffen, called Ghoulies Unflushed. I like that one. Um, yep. Along with some interviews with the director... Uh, some full-length commentary from the editor and additional cast. The Ghoulies 2 copy on there is going to be um, um, a bunch of behind-the-scenes of the archival uh, Creature FX company doing their special effects for it. Um, There's also going to be another audio commentary and some deleted scenes and theatrical trailers for both of those films will appear on the collector's edition Blu-ray. This is being released by Umbrella Entertainment, uh, and it should be out this fall. That'd be a movie I think I would like to see be remade, re- like re- redone. Yeah, redone yeah. for modern times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. uh, special effects. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. I have a lot of nostalgia for those. I know for I know. those effects. You know, I know they were corny, campy puppets, but 
they were practical effects, and they were pretty good back then. I know. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the th- there's that fine line well, between too, right? Like critters is like that. Yeah, too. critters like, is like that like, too. It's one of those with practical effects that were great, and if they try to do it in all digital, it's just not going to feel the same. No, I I, I get it. I, I like to see some of that stuff like redone just to see it like what they would do with it. You know, yeah, like yeah. You could still enjoy and love the original stuff and appreciate someone's newer take on it. We know. I think. I think the right blend. I think if you look at Netflix and what they did with uh, Stranger Things, the entire series is a yeah. combination of practical and digital together. Blended well. Yeah, very blended well, well blended. Very well blended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if everyone could focus on doing that type of thing, where it's like, hey, practical, so at least. It's not like in the Marvel movies where actors are acting to midair and green screens. Yeah. But to have something practical in front of them to actually act off of is, is you get better performances. And then when you're when you're doing that practical effects uh, and you just add digital touch-ups to it, it just looks more real. Yeah, I, I, I agree. All right. So that is that is our News, horror news. Uh, next, let's do uh, five flicks to watch. Uh, you have something for that, yes, uh, Chris? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I I did. Um, and what service and like did you I, pick? Uh, HBO Max. All right, awesome. I couldn't remember what Craig did last time because I think Craig did the, the five last time, um, and I was like, did he do HBO Max last time? Anyway, I I chose that HBO Max, um, and again. It's not really. It, these are five that I enjoy, and I think that you know, if you haven't seen them or want to revisit them, these are five movies right now on HBO Max that you should check out if you're looking for something to watch. Awesome. Uh, my number five is is Mimic, one of Guillermo del Toro's earlier movies um, about giant like morphing cockroaches. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a great movie, and and it was a good cast, and like it was, it was a, like a creature feature, and I'm not like a big creature feature guy, you know. Like it, it takes a lot for me to get into that kind of movie because it's it's you know kind of unrealistic to me um but i thought that was a a, a great movie so yeah. mimic is my number five my number four is the original funny games the german version um oh, yeah. home invasion movie oh, yeah. uh they remade it um here in the u.s maybe like 10 years later yeah it was it was, um, it was called something else though wasn't it no, it was. I think it was also called Funny Games, uh, and I think Tim, I think Tim Roth was in it, and I forget who the other guy was. Uh, but it's a, it's a great home invasion movie. I, I, I like a good home invasion movie, and Funny Games is is brutal. Germans Germans do brutality well, if you know if you know your history. Uh, number three, The Conjuring. It's a classic James yeah. Wan film. Yep. Um, started off like a, a great franchise, and it, when it came out, it was. Uh, Refreshing because there hadn't been a good like possession slash witchcraft slash uh, ha- haunting movie at the time. Number two, The Devil's Rejects. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a great movie. I mean, it's uh, it's like a buddy film. It's a it's a you know traveling movie and it, it's a brutal horror movie. And the the Firefly family uh, they they never disappoint with the you know the levels of depravity that they're willing to exact for your entertainment yep and my number one is american psycho and the other thing when i picked this is i could have sworn that craig picked american psycho for his his uh top five or his five movies to recommend last week yep. because american i thought so i was like 
But it's a great movie, and it's on HBO Max right now. And I was like, you know, American Psycho is a great movie, and if you haven't seen it or if you're in the mood for some 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 good Christian Bale entertainment, American Psycho. Fantastic. All these can be found currently on HBO Max. Awesome, awesome. And I am just wanted to throw something in quick. I am playing a uh, horror video game right now. It's called Madison, and I highly recommend it. Awesome. It's called what? It's called Called Madison. what? Sorry. (laughs) Madison. Madison. Okay. Like Madison, Wisconsin, or Madison, the teenage girl? Correct. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. Sweet. All right, let's go into our top five. This month, I picked the top five. The top five is top five witch and witchcraft horror films. Uh, I can't believe we didn't do that. I was like, man, we never did that nope, one. And I went did. through the list. I'm like, we never did. Yeah. Uh, this this month, it is me, Chris, Craig. So I'll start off. Uh, Sweet. My number five is The Love Witch, which I'm not going to talk about because we are reviewing that during this episode. So. My number four, Gretel and Hansel, the 2022 film that came out. Um, I haven't seen that one yet. Is it? That it was good, creepy. huh? I like the that, makeup they did with dude, her. Dude, it was so good. It's very dark. Yes, right? it's very dark. dark. And the thing is, if you try to Google like Hansel and Gretel, Gretel and Hansel, there's 10 trillion Hansel and Gretel films, <laughs> like all over the place. And this one just came out. 2020. Like 2020. Oh, oh, 2020. Oh, yeah. Yep, 2020 yeah. came out. I'll have to check that one out. Uh, this one's called Gretel and Hansel, and that made it easier to search yep. for because they reversed the character names. Uh, Any it's, like it's a uh, film too, like the setting and the cinematography. Cinematography is insane. The witch is terrifying. The 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 way yep. that everything's set up is just perfect. There's a you'll l- know her too when you see her, Chris. Like she's you've seen her probably play maybe a, another older lady like that. And okay, well, that's what I was going to ask. Is there any well-known like actors, actresses, directors, I can't producers remember, involved like, in it, Not off the top of my head. Like There's no actress okay. that you'll go, oh, I know that person's name, but you'll go, oh. But you recognize Yeah, them. I've seen them in another film. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I'll have to add that to the list. Uh, and the thing is, there's good build of suspense. There's, there's good storytelling here. The cinematography, the film is just shot beautifully. The special effects are good. It's a good film. It's a good film overall. Yeah. Uh, my number three witch horror film is The Conjuring, which you just talked about, a classic James Wan film that is clearly about a witch, and it is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is. Uh, my number two, and I know you're going to laugh when you hear it, <laughs> the Fear Street Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> how, many lists is, how many lists is this appearing in for me now? Like six? Uh, uh, <laughs> Dude, but but yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. Yeah, it's you're a not wrong. Classic witchcraft tale that spans three movies, and it's just fucking great. Yep, <laughs> it is a great movie. I can't even say any more about series. it because every single month it's on one of the list. Every single yeah. month. Uh, my number one is a recent film, which I have tons of posters and everything in my house from it. That is The Witch. Uh, nice. That classic oh, nice. storytelling of an old English horror story is fucking fantastic. I love every minute of that film. Good list, man. Any honorable mentions? I do. I've got three honorable mentions. My number one, Rosemary's Baby, a classic tale of witchcraft and the devil. Love it. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which was really, really creepy as fuck. Uh, that was, what, 2016 or 2017 yeah, that came out? I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I remember oh, seeing like the, the trailer for it, but I've never watched it. It's pretty good. It's pretty creepy. Pretty creepy. Not okay. good enough to make my top five, but definitely worth mentioning. It basically takes place in a morgue. Like the whole, the whole... We lost your audio. 
and it takes place it like it's like a one one of those one room. Yeah, it was very oh, good. Oh, nice, though. very good though. Nice. Oh. Uh, my number three uh, honorable mention is Suspiria, which again I've added that to tons of lists too. But that's a classic witch tale, uh, uh, witchcraft uh, movie that used to scare the crap out of me in the early eighties. Uh, all right, there you go. Nice. Uh, this is funny because our there's a lot of a lot of overlap here. <laughs> Funny thing for me is I'm I'm not a big witch movie guy. Like I don't I don't I, I realized after I started doing this list that I've actually watched a bit of them that I then realized oh that, I guess that was a witch movie. Anyway, it's not my go-to when I when I'm looking at horror, but uh, I actually have five and a couple honorable mentions. My number five is The Witch. Um, we we all went and saw that together I think right didn't we? Yeah yeah. I th- I think my only issue with that movie was it took me about like a half hour to forty five yes. minutes to understand what the hell anyone was saying. It was that <laughs> yeah. like the like old that English, 19, yeah, the seventeen yeah. hundreds English. I'm like, what the? What, I don't even know what they're saying right now. But but like the last like forty five minutes of that movie was just so tense and like you know it was great. And yeah. and for the for most of the movie, I just figured it was like they were just out in the middle of nowhere and yeah. they were getting jacked up on like you know spoiled like rye. Like, you know, they did back in the day, and that, that's what it was. But turns out there really was a witch. Yep, and Dark Philip really was the devil. <laughs> yeah. Black Philip. I, sh- I actually have that shirt on right now. Yeah, nice. There you go. Uh, my number four, Drag Me to Hell. Yes. Uh, Black I, I wasn't sure if she was a witch or, like, a gypsy. Gypsy, or, witch, but I think she, witch, gypsy. She counted as a witch, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, she she was creepy. I mean that that no, movie was Sam Raimi, right. you know, at his at his. Yeah. yeah, and that scene where she's like fighting that girl and yeah, the drools coming out of her right mouth, like yeah, like yeah. like. Had magic and just. Yo, you yeah, know the funny thing, the funny thing that you're bringing up that movie. Uh, if you watched uh, Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, at, yeah. at the scene where they show. Um, America Chavez as a child and her two mothers getting sucked through the portal the first time she created one. The girl with the uh-huh. long, the skinny girl with the long black hair. I'm like, she looks so familiar. Well, I listened to the audio commentary last night while watching it with my son, and he said she uh-huh. was in the opening scene of Drag Me to Hell. She was much younger, really, but she was in the opening scene. I'm like, oh shit, that's where she's from. You gotta love Sam. Sam Raimi likes to do that. He likes to keep keep people working. Yep. You know, yep. I like I like directors that do that. Kevin Smith does that. Yep. Number three, The Conjuring, which was also Sal's number three. I love uh, that movie. Creepy AF and started off a franchise. Yep. You know, great movie. Yep. My, my number two, The Fear Street <laughs> Trilogy. <laughs> In the same place. <laughs> Seriously, we, we, we haven't probably talked, uh, you know, in a couple weeks, you know, and Nice. But yeah, my number my number two is the Fear Street trilogy, and my number one is Marianne, which I think we reviewed that for for this. And that was, I mean, that was it one was of the good. first movies, it was uh, good. first things that I I got into like subtitles because I used to just avoid subtitles. Um, yeah. And I watched it the first time with the dubs, and you guys said how much creepier it was with the subtitles. That witch man, yeah. I, she she was creepy. Yeah, and those weird little like sacks that were all yeah. over the place yeah. with like the like uh, like body parts yeah. and whatever in it like it was just a creepy movie Dude, and I'm so bummed that up. they did they didn't make like a sequel to it yeah, or you yeah. know like continue continue that story. I have two uh, honorable mentions. Uh, my first one is Black Sunday. It's uh, like 1960s flick. I don't that, know if I ever saw like, that. Like tried hard. 
Yeah, it's a it's a nineteen sixties flick that when you watch it, you think you're watching like a nineteen twenties or a nineteen thirties flick. It's black and white and it like it's 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 gothic. Interesting. But but for the but for the time it's like like really good like special effects and uh it's creepy. And my my other honorable mention is one that I caught on Shudder like a year ago because I was trying to find something to watch and the the trailer just kind of caught my eye. It's it's called Witching and Bitching, and mm. it's a Spanish it's a Spanish film, and it starts out it's like from like 2017 or 2018. Starts out almost like a heist film, but it's hilarious. It's like it's a comedy horror. Starts out a heist film, and the dudes who are doing the heist get it gets all jacked up and they're they're trying to escape and they end up in this town that's run by like these cannibalistic witches and it's crazy it's it's a yeah the spanish the spanish like horror is is pretty pretty over the top yeah kind of like uh you know german horror yeah yeah yeah. great movie if you ever it was on shutter i don't know if it's on there anymore but uh check it out witching and bitching yeah so that's my my list i'm gonna write that one down here yeah it's really good all right nice Awesome. Right. Nice. Um, my number five, I went with The Conjuring. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't remember, yeah. The witch's name in that one was best. It sounds yeah, familiar to me. Yeah, I think it was Bathsheba. Bathsheba, Bathsheba, Great. something like that. creepy movie. But, yeah, that was an uh, awesome, awesome movie. Nice. Uh, number four, I also, I it was also creepy. had Marianne. Yeah, it but was I had really that good. In the number four spot, yeah, really no, good. That like, one I loved. like I, I love that one, and um, it was French. I wish yeah, you're right. More whoever whoever did that should do more. That was French, I think. Yeah. And the the atmosphere that they built in it, like you were constantly awesome. like just on Acting the edge, like awesome, you know. Man. Yep. Absolutely. Nice. Um. Number three, uh, I went with Drag Me to Hell as well. I couldn't remember her name. Mrs. Ganoush, I think her name was in The, the Gypsy Lady. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, Look at that. Wow, made number Dude, two for all, all of us. All three of us, man. Uh, and this was not across pre- the this, board. This was not like pre planned. Nope. That's weird that we all. And, and it's, all, it, it's, not, it's one thing to be all on yeah. our list, but it's another to be all, all in the second two. place. Yeah. <laughs> Funny shit. Nice. Yep. Same nice. as me. Yep. Very good. Uh, number one, I went with the witch. Yeah. Honorable mentions. I have some weird ones. Um, the show on television, Tales from the Dark Side. Hmm. There was an episode. I want to say the episode was called Trick or Treat. And there was a witch in the house. Hmm. Huh. And she. I have to look that one up. And that was from the TV. The TV show, Tales younger. from the Dark Side. The witch. In that episode. And also, um, it's sort of... I, I, that counts as a witchcraft yeah, story, yeah. Yeah, she the helped witch, them summon pumpkin That's correct, like, that's correct, right. Yeah. Um, so I... Yeah, and that, ca- yeah. that counts. Totally counts. That, that, I would yeah, totally counts. counts. He was... Because without the witchcraft, then... When I first saw that movie, so... That's an honorable mention, yeah, so... That's... Right. Yeah. There'd be no resurrection, right? Or Very good. Very nice. Good. No honorable mentions? Okay. So 
yeah. No, that's that's those were the honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. Those were Sorry. awesome. Too. Awesome. Very good list this yeah, month. The, the Tales from I, the I don't know why that, that one popped into my head side. because I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go with the theme. Let's go with the theme. We're gonna watch a witch movie. Let's do witch top five. And since we didn't do it, let's do it. I'm just shocked that we hadn't done that one yet. That that's great. Yeah. All right. So this month's movie review is The Love Witch. Now, The Love Witch was released in theaters um, in 2016. Um, in 2016. Yeah, yeah. And and it did pretty well. It made uh, $269,000 worldwide in the box office, which is not that bad. Uh, for an art house. Yeah, it's for like an art, an art house, house film, right? And so. it was only released in... Yeah. Yes, it... Yeah, so the director, well, the, writer, uh, producer, uh, editor, music, and costumes, production was all directed, done by Anna Billing, Biller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. This is uh, as a 120 yeah. minutes so long uh, running film. She saved uh, it is very much an art house film yeah. because a little bit of information behind it is they filmed it on 35 millimeter and. You could kind of tell. And they used the 1960s coloring process, Technicolor. Yeah, okay. I, it, it definitely, like, I was like, man, this seems like it's like, but then, but then when you saw some of the shit in the, in the movie, like, there was like a BMW that looked like it was from, you know, and there was a, yeah, there was like a cell phone or like. Oh, yeah, Trisha's yeah. BMW yeah. was like a. Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it, was, it is a modern film. There was computers, but they tried to twist the it station. to have, ex, you know, kind of elements of the 1960s Technicolor yeah. films. The goal is, it is a modern film, and it's not taking place in the 1960s. But the thing right. is, but it seemed like right, it was it's kind of driven to look that way, to act that way. And from the the set design that she did, all of the colorings, the of uh, all the coloring, the, yeah, it was like the, the whole film is the coloring was magnificent. Exactly, the whole film is a. I would have liked it better. It, it would have, yeah, it would have been better, but it would have cost so much more money. Yeah, it would have like cost so much 1960s, more money, right? Like yeah, to get those cars and, and, and the like the yeah. yeah this was done on a very limited stuff. budget with a very limited number yeah. of people on the staff putting this movie together. Like I said, all of that, all of the stylization of costume design and all the color palettes and all the aesthetics that they tried to match to the 1960s was done by the writer, director, producer. She did all that work. Uh, and she, fabulous right, work. And fabulous she picked work. colors that were 60s styles colors, filmed it in Technicolor, and then they ran into a problem. It sat on the shelf for over a year because they couldn't find a production house that still had Technicolor equipment. Oh, man. Yes. And the reason why I picked this film is because I watched an interview years ago where uh, they were asking uh, Quentin Tarantino, hey, what are some of your favorite films that have come out in the past year? And this was like in late 2016, early 2017, and he brought up The Love Witch. He says he loves the Technicolor production and the aesthetics of the film and the fact that it was a very campy comedy horror that he thought was just brilliantly done. And when I, when I heard that interview, I'm like, all right, I'm going to add it to my list. And I watched it, and I'm like, you know what? It was a well done comedy horror. It was very campy. It was it had Oh yeah, it well, was. It was like, but the thing yeah, about it, it was. was it was trying to mimic those campy comedy horror films of the nineteen sixties and it did a brilliant it, job at it. It it took me probably about the first hour to realize that though. Like I was like, I don't I don't get like <laughs> like yeah and then I then I was like 
they're going for that. Like yes. it's all tongue in cheek yes. what they're yes. doing. It took me a while to yeah. figure that shit out. I'm like, I I don't know, man. It's just something's <laughs> off about this movie. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that the the girl was gorgeous, yeah, and it, and I was under her spell, yeah, like too. I I just wanted to watch her the entire movie. She Dude. was, oh man, unbelievable. After that, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I get what they're doing now. I get but it. Listen, but it took this a while. This is the thing. So Quentin Tarantino, he saw her in that film. He loved the film. She is actually in that uh, the last Hollywood film that he did. Uh, Oh, the... What the hell was it called? The California, uh, Once Upon a yeah, Time Once in Hollywood. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So she was in that as one of the actresses in oh, the film she? that was being filmed. Uh, so oh, he, he saw her man. in that film and brought her into that. Uh, so fucking, she was hot. Like, she was gorgeous. Like, that, that movie, like, I was, like, mesmerized by her. And I was like, is that part of the movie? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Well, and then the thing is too the scene. Okay, so in the in the film, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk spoilers now. We're gonna go into some details, but there's a scene um, when she meets the man that has the cabin in the woods. She meets him in a park. So yeah. back into that, he's already talking right, to somebody. In 2017, I'm like, I, I'm you know, I watched the film. It was I I thought it was a great campy 1960s take. And and there's a lot, we'll talk a little bit about the underlying story, the underlying theme of the movie, which is kind of a anti-feminism movie. It's it's a, it has a lot to do with women's feminism, but also like the careful what you wish for about women's feminism is what the underlying theme of this is. But in that scene in that park, I got high on mushrooms yeah. in that park. <laughs> Like I, I'm sitting there going, nice. wait a minute. I, when I rewatched this past week, you know, for us reviewing it, I'm like, holy shit! I uh, remember that park now. That is in a town outside of Eureka, California, uh, called Acada. It's Acada, California. Uh, that is the center of town. That park is in the center of town. And I sat on those benches high on mushrooms with one of my friends back nice. in 2020. Nice. Imagine if you would have seen those Technicolor <laughs> costumes while you were hot, tripping on it mushrooms. All, uh, what the like, hell? Oh, what the hell? Where the what hell the am hell? I? <laughs> no, it's way past wine country. It's near Eureka. It's near the border of uh, California Is and that Oregon. Is towards wine country, Eureka? Yeah, it's way up there. It was like a... Uh, let's see. I could drive from here to San Francisco in seven oh, hours, wow. and then from San Francisco to Akata is like another four hours. It's it's like a... Damn. It's like a 12-hour drive. It's yeah, up there. It's, it's a long drive. Um, but anyway, so this film, highly stylized. It was trying to emulate the style and color of classic, campy Hollywood uh, uh, horror films that were made back in the 1960s. They turned out very campy. This was all purposefully trying to be that way. Yeah, it, it kind of, you know, when I was when I finally figured it out, you know, it reminded me of the, the Batman TV series with, with uh, Adam West in it. Because that was like that campy, like 60s, like just. The acting was over the top. The colors were all like bright pinks and purples and greens. And I was like, it kind of it gives me yeah. that vibe. It gives me that like now, Batman if you look vibe. On, if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, you see that critics have given this a 95%. And the audience gave it a 61%. I, I think yeah, a lot yeah. of it comes from when that film came out. Like, if you, like you said, if you weren't aware that they were trying to achieve these particular themes, these thematic elements and style to the film, the campiness, like the over-the-top campiness of the film um, yeah. was, you know, you were like, what the fuck is this shit? 
But if you understood what was going on, if you're like, oh shit, they're trying to emulate something and they're doing a fucking brilliant job at it, uh, yeah. you're not yeah. going to appreciate the film for what you're seeing. Yeah, and that's that's where I got to about halfway through. I was like, uh, I don't know. And then I was like, oh, I, I, it's like an inside, like they're all, it's a, it's the joke. Like yes. that's that's what this movie's supposed yes. to be. Because like, I was like, the acting is just kind of like, like, square like it's like you know there's no depth to each character is that character there's no depth to the just all, like the si- six like, movies of the 60s man it's like underwritten yeah. underperformed uh performances uh the cop was yeah. the cop the love witch was <laughs> exactly uh you know super superficial like you know uh airheaded female but also you know had control over the men with her sexuality you know it was yeah it was yeah it was Tell and and I love I love the, the if you look at the theatrical poster it says the love witch she loved men to death. <laughs> I'm like yeah that's pretty much to the point. Yeah. Um, I like the, uh, the the when she 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 buried that dude like 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 that was a weird thing when she's like pissing yeah. it like <laughs> like some of the close ups some of the close ups they did were just like bizarre like the close ups of the mouths when they were oh, talking okay. and when she was ta- I'm like. Is she pissing in the <laughs> thing? And then she took her Tamp- tampon, tampon and threw it in, in there. there. I was like, Jesus. And then she buries him in a shallow grave and leaves all the evidence behind, <laughs> including the shovel. Yeah, just puts it right on the there. Shovel. Yeah. I'm like, like, so she's she's a she's not very exactly. smart. Like she's exactly. a witch, but she's a dumbass pretty girl. <laughs> who's looking for her prince charming, which was also like a sixties yeah, kind of exactly. like and then yeah, she was talking. Well, think about it because, the, like I said, the underlying themes are about feminism, right? So if you listen to right, the, and she was talking shit on right. Feminism. So if you listen to like what she says, and then you listen to her landlord, the girl that she met, the that she was envious of the husband. Yeah. She's talking as like a modern woman, you know, independence. I don't need this. He doesn't need to be up my ass all the time. I my partner's my partner. They love me for who they who I am. Blah blah blah. And then she is like the opposite. She's like the 1960s idealistic girl who's who thinks feminism this crap and yes. i just want a man to take care of me and i wanted my prince charming blah 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 it's just it, i think that, like i said if you know all these elements going into the film it just is a fucking brilliant film like every and everything about it down to the dialogue and the way that people behave and act in the film is just fucking brilliant i just love it yeah but then the flip side of that was every man that she tried to win over that way by giving them what she thought they wanted she ended up being bored with and and you know like, because they, they fell head but over remember, heels for her because that was what they wanted. Remember this. Again, reflecting back on the thoughts of modern feminism and how feminism really has changed the perspective of modern man. What are the complaints that's What are true. the complaints that a lot of women have nowadays about men? That's true. They've killed masculinity. Right. And, and that's what she's doing. She's wanting something so much, she's then putting these spells on them, which turned them into sobbing, weak, emotional men that are saying, I love you. Don't leave like me. That. And then she's like, wait a minute. This isn't what I fucking want. This is what a weak man. She, you know, like she's like trying to, it's like the whole underlying yeah. theme. She wanted the. She wanted the best right. of both worlds. And that's why I thought the movie was so great. Because like the theme, the thematic elements of feminism and the storyline in there, the way they played it all out was like, this is fucking brilliant. This is a brilliant film. Yeah. My my it, my issues with it were the length. It, it was it was a yeah, bit long. It did drag on a bit. And yeah. I get like I get she only really like she killed three yeah. dudes. 
Like you, you could have maybe taken one of them dudes out. Maybe I, I don't know. Like I get like you, you're you're trying to build a story, but the story carried on a bit too long. I once I figured it out, I was cool. But at one point, even in the second hour, I looked at my watch. I'm like, like, all right, the like, pacing. She's the she's pacing. Killing. Yeah, yeah. That that was probably my big complaint Absolutely. with it. Yeah, yeah. Then there was just there was some other weird shit like. Like when she took off her wig for the first time, I'm like, what the fuck was she even wearing? Because her hair was already long. It just looks like a regular hair. It's like it looks exactly like her other hair. What was that? What did that wig do? Like she's taking the wig off. I'm like, what does she really look like? Exactly (laughs) the same. My other complaint, and Craig and I talked about this the other night. There was quite a bit of TNA in it, but her boobs, they barely, they they showed a glimpse of a nipple here, or you know, like a, a side boob here. I was like, come on, come yeah. on. Yeah, because the rest they of didn't. her body was fucking dynamite. And I kept thinking. Holy but I crap. think that was part of it, too. Like, I think they like they wanted to keep you like like they wanted to kind of have you be like those guys. Yes. in that movie where like yes. you want you wanted. Yeah, that, that's what I, I thought. I, I absolutely like, okay, they, they believe want that that's me to, the case. Knowing the rest of the themes of that want, film, I'm telling you. They yeah. did that intentionally. And everybody else was yep. naked. Like, all those other witches yep. were naked. I'm like, okay, everybody else here is naked, ex- except she got her long ass hair directly yep. over yep. her boobs. Yep. And Craig said he thought he saw, like, a piece of, like, tape at one point. Didn't you, Craig? I, I, like, holding I, her hair I actually place? believe that they did intentionally cover her nipples the whole time. And I think uh, the ha- way it was yeah. done is that the hair was laying over breasts, but she, they had double-sided tape holding the hair. So that yeah, that's what Craig said. He thought he saw a yeah, piece of so tape, Yeah, so that it I would thought. not uh, expose her nipple at all while moving around on the film. Um, so that yeah. was my big complaint was was the, the pacing. It, it, it took – it didn't need to be two hours. Yeah. Yeah, I think the pacing was definitely an issue. I agree with that. I think they stretched it a bit long, but I think in in line with the storytelling yeah, that she was trying to do, she was trying to get some extra yeah, things I get in there. It. Like if you cut some of those scenes, you can get it. some of the underlying elements of the thematic parts that, of the yeah. film. It's th- it's tough. It's tough to do a, what you want to be a horror yeah. movie and make a an epic yeah, film. Th- which I would call something that's over exactly, two hours. Exactly, and and the thing is, like, this isn't your typical comedy horror. They had some underlying elements, some underlying story and message that they were trying to get across. It, it kind of reminded me a bit of what was the one we watched a couple months ago? It was similar. The guy broke into the house, and it was that lady. She kind of ran like yes. a brothel. Yes. And it was it was more subdued humor. Yep. It wasn't like in yep. your face humor. And that was like, called Val, right? Val. Val, yeah, it, very, very similar. Like she was an attractive woman, yep. oh, you know. She she kept Val. this guy strung along. It had kind of the same thing. It wasn't it was a comedy horror, but it wasn't like overtly funny. Like it was it was more subdued yeah. humor. Yeah. So this film did receive a bunch of nominations for particularly for art type things, and it also was on. Um, uh, so it was on Rolling Stone's top 100, top 10 horror films of 2016. Uh, yep. Really? And it was nice. also The Love Witch was listed number 41 in Rotten Tomatoes' top 100 movies, horror movies of all time. Um, wow. The New York Times, um, uh, The New Yorker's list of the best movies of 2016, it was listed. And it was on IndieWire's list of the best movies of 2016. Has this uh, this woman who did like the the entire movie has she done anything since then? Like, is, is she involved in anything That's else? That's a good question. Know? I don't know, so let me look her up and see. Uh, I mean, considering she did she did a, an amazing job, and, and a lot of people really love this movie. Looks like the Love and, Witch you know, was her last that, film. Or was her yeah. last film? So she did stuff she before did that. She did three, four short film, films before that. 
She did a feature film called Viva, V-I-V-A, and then mm-hmm. The Love Witch, and that was it. V-I-V-A is a 2007 American sex comedy film written and directed by mm-hmm. Anna Biller. Maybe maybe that movie drained her, like because she did so much. Maybe that well, was her, it's, like it's likely plus opus, plus like, like she started making films in 1994, so she had a. Oh, okay, so yeah, she's a bit older. Yeah, so that at that point might have been where to decide she to stop. And it looks like all of her films were art films, uh, short films, uh, and then Viva was also an art film, and then The Love Witch. So prior to The Love Witch, her last film was tw- 2007. So. She hasn't directed anything since. Hmm. Maybe she's taken ill or something, yeah, or just know. decided like she's done. Maybe she she did, she made her film and is like gonna go out on top. I mean, People and the thing is, film every film she did has this same kind of feel to it. You know, she has a film, short film called "A Visit from the Incubus," uh, and it looks like it's the same kind of Technicolor nightmare but apparently so once she filmed this in Technicolor so this was the first one she actually filmed with Technicolor she could not find a producer it sat in the shelf for a year until they found one producer with the right equipment to do Technicolor and he was already busy with Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight which was filmed in Technicolor ah yeah interesting so she actually which is funny because it goes back to that story you said about Quentin (laughs) Tarantino loving that movie so I was like, wow, that's interesting. Nice. So she found the producer to produce that yeah. film and finally get it out the door, and looks pretty good. It looks like she switched to becoming a writer. According to her wiki, she finished her first novel December 5th, 2021. Hmm. What if it's got a similar uh, concept yeah. to it? She said that she may be working on another film. Uh Sins of the Succubus. Yeah, she's looking for. She wants to make. It says she wants to make films because she's yearning for. She's yearning to see quality films for women, yeah. like the <laughs> ones that were made in Hollywood's golden age. So interesting. Very good. Overall, nice. I think this film was entertaining for sure. Uh, it makes you scream at the screen a couple times, like, "Why is she so fucking stupid? What the fuck? Why would she do this? That is the <laughs> dumbest thing you can do. Yeah. Is she really that dumb?" But yeah. remember, at the beginning of the film, she does talk about the fact she has a mental illness. <laughs> she was going to therapy. Remember at the beginning when she's driving the convertible and talking, narrating, dict- you know, in the film that she went through therapy. She's healed now, though, right? I, my doctor says I don't got to see her anymore. I'm healed, right? And then that cop pulls her over <laughs> and says, you know, your taillight's out. But, you know, again, uh, in touching in the themes of sexism and and feminism, that cop lets her off the hook because she's attractive and she smiled at him. <laughs> yeah. You just make sure you take care yeah. of that. So, yeah, that was a that was a good film. So I, I'd say uh, my personal rating on this, I'm going to give it a three and a half stars. Um, the only thing I didn't like, like you said, I did I look at my watch at least twice. Uh, because the pacing was just uh, poor during the second and third half of the film, thir- third act. Yeah, I was back and forth during the movie. With, I was bouncing back and forth between two and a half and three and a half. So I'm going to go with a three. Yeah. I, I liked it. Oh. I, I, there was a lot of good things yeah, about yeah, that yeah. movie. Um, it, it drug on just a bit too much for me. Other than that, I, I, I enjoyed it. So three. Bill? 
Very good. Okay, so it looks like just yeah, the, this will give you a, uh, like a heads up. So when the film really was released, uh, I'm going with a three as well. Uh, I'm just looking because I wanted to know like how many theaters was it released in. Uh, it was released mm-hmm. in less than 500 theaters initially, so very very much oh, restricted wow. to like art house film locations. Uh, yeah, and for an art house film, I don't typically go for art house yeah. films. You know, like it's it's seldom that I enjoy them, but I I yeah. did like that. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll say what you guys gave it three. Uh, we'll give it a three. Uh, an overall American Nightmare three. So let me r- write. Yeah, that good down. choice. I, I wouldn't have probably watched that otherwise, but I, I I didn't mind watching it. There you go. All right. Awesome. All right. So we'll wrap up this episode. I just want to thank everyone for listening to the American Nightmare podcast. Again, we do this for our own entertainment. We do it for our own fun. And we're glad that you're here listening. Tell your friends, tell your family, spread the word, get people to download and listen to our episodes and send us some suggestions. You can contact us at um, feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com. You can reach us on Facebook or you can reach us on our website, the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com. Uh, click on the link to uh, give us feedback. Uh, you can suggest top five lists. You can suggest movies to watch. Or you can do the same thing on Facebook. What I was thinking about maybe is even doing Facebook polling, giving you a list of choices, and maybe we'll get our uh, people that follow us on Facebook to help us decide what to watch. Um, uh, again, also, Here I want to Can we take suggestions? Yeah, def- absolutely. Because we're gonna, we're definitely going to run out. We've been doing this since the the end of 2017, so we got a lot of years under our belt now. Uh, this is episode what 51, you know, 52. This is so you know we're gonna run out of films eventually in top five lists. So uh, give us some feedback. Uh, but thanks again for listening, and uh, we will see you next month. Thanks, everyone. Word. Hey, uh, my one, my buddy Kevin, the one who told me.